You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason with you till noon today on 95.7 The Game. Getting ready for, yeah, game seven tonight as we'll finally get to find out who the Warriors are going to meet in the finals. I I thought we were going to know Friday. I was with Draymond, Evan, when Draymond said, I, we, uh, we're going to, I won't tell you who uh, we want to play, but we're going to play Boston. And I think 90%, at least, of the basketball world was with him on that. Well, I'm glad we came in with the bed we did. Our guy Cam on the board running it so beautifully. Doing a great job. Because the song is called What's the Difference? What is the difference between Boston and Miami? That's what we're going to figure out tonight because I think that Miami right now has demonstrated more of an ability to overcome adversity than Boston has. Yes. Boston is the, the team that everyone expects to come out of that series, but they've been pushed to seven. Have they worn down? Are they going to be a little – do they have a little mental issue going on right there upstairs? Who knows? They haven't been so Marcus Smart so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, replace that leprechaun with, a with a, you know, the Heimlich maneuver. Uh, <laughs> on the text line, 888-957-9570. Warriors fans since the 80s, but 3-3 three and three in the finals is not a dynasty if they should lose this year. Hmm. That. From the four one five, how about that Kent Bazemore guy? Huh, he fumbled that one hard. Yeah, Baze, you know, well, under greener pastures. Six five zero. How about Udonis Haslam yelling at the camera, thanking Draymond for the Heat's motivation? You think that really fueled them? That's from uh, Berto six five zero. Does Does Udonis Haslam have the best job in sports? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like I think he might. It's kind of similar to Iguodala's role, except Iguodala probably played more and contributed actually more on the court this year. Well, just with everything involved, like Udonis Haslam, he's he's from Miami. He's from the area. He's been with the team forever. He's kind of a, a pseudo coach, but he yeah. the only time I remember him getting in the game last couple of years, he fought Dwight Howard and got ejected in two minutes. Like, he can do whatever he wants. He, he is heat culture. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. If you're asking me to sign up, what would I want to be? Would I want to be an MVP? For a couple of years, or would I want to stick around and get paid for twenty and just simply be allowed to do whatever I want? Two things that Haslam did this year that 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 stood out at all. One was this telling Draymond thank you. The other was when the Warriors were there and Jimmy Butler wanted to fight Spo, member, and Haslam was the one that was like getting in Jimmy Butler's grill. That that's about all he's done. And that, but that's also a, a, a symbol of really how much he's revered in the organization like he that guy hasn't done a single thing this year on the court but the moment that Udonis Haslam speaks everybody stops and listens maybe even more in that locker room than someone like Draymond Green is listened to in the Golden State locker room because as we talked about sometimes he just yells to yell did Draymond step in it with what he said 
Mm. No, but I. This is the first case where he, as a quote unquote new media member, has been tested a little bit because I was having this conversation with one of my friends last week. What's your friend's name? Uh, his, his name's Matt. Okay. Not Steinmetz. And we were talking. Hey. About- <laughs> we were discussing if Draymond and his podcast would would fuel anyone because I think generally Draymond is, you know, he he he's not he's not a Patrick Beverly type, I don't know, media member. Like he doesn't just come out and, and just throw gasoline on every single fire he sees. He's he's pretty, I think, for Draymond's standards, pretty reserved on his podcast, especially when he evaluates others. Like I think he's got a good idea of what's going on in the league where people are are positioned, rankings, how good teams are, yada, yada. But this time, he, he, he did not, I think, take into account what people were going to say after, after the fact. Like, this is his first potential freezing cold takes moment, and he hasn't really had one of those to this point, which is inevitable. Like, you work in media, you make a prediction, you talk about teams, you're going to have it thrown back in your face at some point. Uh, and this is the first Dallas. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> that is amazing. And uh, we, 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 we did have a, I think it was on Monday. It was a day of, all right, if you want to call in, let Steiny know he's this, that, and the other. Do it. 24 hours of. Uh, I say good for Steiny for, you know, taking a stand. I disagreed with him, but I appreciate that. He, you know, he went against the grain a little bit. And I know he knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, now we'll see. He'll, they'll take, you know, the Warriors in three or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, but this is the first time where Draymond potentially gets to get called on something where he's said on a podcast, whereas before you're kind of just listening, it's all well and good, it's fun. And so I'm curious, if Miami wins, how much of a storyline that's going to be? Because I'm sure Draymond will say, oh, well, I don't care. I, I talk about what I talk about. I gave my opinion. I was honest and this, that, and the other. But that's not the way it works in media. Like, just because you say something that you believe doesn't mean that people won't call you on it every single chance they get. And if the Miami Heat make the finals, I think they have every right to, I guess, use whatever Draymond said sure. as fuel. I think in a perfect world, Draymond doesn't go there. In a perfect world, he wouldn't have said it. Now he said it. I, I don't know how much damage it's going to do. I, and as J.D. pointed out yesterday, he's not wrong yet. I mean, Boston could still win, in which case he could say, hello, I you're welcome, uh, Udonis Haslam, but I was right. But if Miami wins, then how big a deal what Draymond said uh, becomes will hinge on how big a deal Miami wants to make out of it, right? I think it it will be a big deal. I mean, to them it is clearly uh, in the, in their locker room. It's I something agree. that's been that's been discussed, so it's it is valid. But around here, and maybe it's just because we've heard Draymond Green say so many things through over the years that it it, it doesn't go in one ear and out the other. But you kind of put it in the Draymond Green not not trash talk category, but you know I. I I think he was honest, and again, a lot of us think that Boston's the best team in that series. So, you know, if Miami wants to use it to get ready, they want to use it as, okay, we got our backs to the wall, no one believes in us, uh, kind of a little, a little similar to the way that Draymond and Steph and Clay were saying that no one believed we could get here. Like, if I don't know that that's necessarily true, but if Miami feels that way in their situation, by all means, yeah, Draymond's public enemy number one, go right after him. From the 925, it was really frustrating how Shaq just kept asking and asking and asking over and over again. From the 510, the entire day, 95.7 broke down the matchup between the Dubs and the Celtics. Nobody picked Miami. If you need Dre to motivate you, you've already lost. I agree with that. I think there's two outs for Draymond. Again, if it comes to that, 
Boston wins, obviously, he was right. But out number one would be, you know, Draymond, I think, what is it Wednesday? Is that media day? You know, and Draymond's going to be asked about that, and he can say, you know what, I, it's what I thought, and I bet you everybody in this room thought Boston was going to win. So Yeah. The, yeah, so the Warriors won on Thursday, so they, they'll have, no matter what, an extra couple days of rest. My question is, how much of their practice or preparation or looking ahead to the finals, like how much of the coaching staff is looking at the heat as, all right, we, we got to start preparing for them or, cause you know, if you're trying to figure out where you're going to deviate your time, I would assume 60% at least is going to be on Boston because that's who you think is going to cause you the most problems. So the question becomes, as we move into the finals, not only how much did Draymond overlook the Miami Heat, but how much have the Warriors over this sort of hiatus that they have up until Thursday when the finals start, how much have they overlooked mm-hmm. Miami if they end up making it? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer. My guess would be, you know, you've got really smart coaches who have been through this every which way. Uh, I would think they're more likely to have focused on things that they knew would apply to both teams and then, you know, not get into anything specific, obviously, until you know who they're going to play. We'll see. The other out, I think, for Draymond, again, if it comes to that, would be if the series starts and the Warriors, you know, blow them out two games or just even the first game, then it's like, you know what? It's done. You don't get to say that anymore. We kicked your ass. Yeah, and if they go on to win the series, it's, well, you know, Draymond was wrong, but maybe he would have been right if Boston had ended up getting to the finals. If they beat him in five or, you know, potential gentleman sweep tight situation, it's... You know, well, Draymond might have been onto something. Maybe Boston was the team that they wanted to face because they thought they would get a better challenge. It's funny to me, curious, that here we are looking at potentially a Heat matchup. The Heat with so many physical issues. And the Warriors, for all the physical issues they had all year long, right? And they still have a few. But, you know, it's Draymond's back and Clay's knee. Um, and then Steph got hurt, you know, an older team, and then you got Porter with his foot. And if they play the Heat, it'll be like, the Warriors are way healthier than the Heat, right? <laughs> That's. I think this is actually going to be a, a fascinating look back uh, when w- whatever happens in the finals because, you know, there's been much made about load management and how to, you know, sort of manage people's uh, help, workload throughout the season. And... Not on purpose, but the Warriors have almost kind of done it to near perfection this year. Everyone has missed time. Clay missed the first 50 games of the season. Draymond missed a couple of months towards the middle half of the season. Steph missed the last couple of weeks of the season. So in a weird way, not of course because they'd like to, but in a weird way, they've all had ample ample rest throughout the entire yeah. year. Yeah. And they've all been back at full strength when it matters. Miami, on the other hand, has had injuries, you know, fall on them at wrong times. I know Robert Williams for Boston has been in and out of a lot of their playoff series. Marcus Towards Smart meniscus. missed a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Horford missed a game due to his health and safety protocols, but he's, he's still been out. Man, so he was had... terrible. That's, I know it's not your point, but he was terrible in the last game. Well, especially because of how good he was in the Milwaukee series. I'm like, man, I mean, and you're you're the veteran leader. Right. You're the... I've been through this, guys. Climb on my back. Everyone was Clank. looking at him like Boston, like he was yeah. the Cavani. I like him too. He's a good player. Just not not the same at all. But yeah, no, I'm I'm am totally with you. But I think that this this will kind of let us know, maybe if the Warriors do, and well, maybe not let us know, but teams will try and 
maybe manage loads a little more maybe. carefully because you know the playoffs and league won't like that ev especially with the play-in games whitey there's an extra week of games for a lot of teams and that condenses the playoff schedule i mean we saw the warriors play every other day in the western conference finals that's hard on the body so by the way as a fan do you like that or not I actually do. I Me mean, too. I, I'm with you. I, I like there being basketball or ga- just games in general every single day. Uh, maybe that's the baseball fan in me. I just always like there being a game on. But I know, I know for the players they don't. I mean, it's it's not optimal whatsoever. But I, I liked it. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Remember when Steph got hurt against Boston to the to the point you're making, and it was like, oh my goodness, this is awful at the worst possible time, and Boston just destroyed them. And Steve Kerr said, you know, there's maybe a silver lining here. Maybe Steph gets some rest, and when the playoffs come, he'll be fresher. And I was like, yeah, I guess you got to try to put a positive <laughs> spin on it. But he was right. He was. And Draymond going down with the back injury, everyone was wondering, oh, well, maybe he's going to tweak it when he comes back. What's going on with the, the, the disc? It was all about the disc or whatever, the LC2142 disc. Mm-hmm. Everyone was worried about it. And with Clay, you know, it was, all right, well, how's he going to come back after a 941-day hiatus? How's he going to – how's yep. the jump shot looking? Oh, well, he's not getting as much lift as he used to, or he's taking these t- – he's dribbling more. And everyone was, question, 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 question. But somehow when you when you put the big three together, just like Bob Myers kind of alluded to over the previous week, it's – they have not been beaten together when they have played every game in a series, and it, you kind of owe them that opportunity to, to prove to not only themselves but the world that they are still, as the big three in Golden State, the most cohesive group in the NBA. Draymond was phenomenal in the closeout game. He was so good. And I had watched the day of the game – I had watched game four over that morning and I came away even more concerned about clay than I had been. Cause in, in game four, clay was just like, you know, he wasn't forcing shots as he did at times during the regular season. He just couldn't make anything and he was just ineffective. And after game four, I was thinking, man, Dallas has figured out some things about the Warriors' zone and they're going to need somebody besides Steph to pose a, you know, an offensive threat. And clay was so good. And he, 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 could have shot the ball better. The old Clay would have made more of those shots, and he said, I left some out there, but he really came through when the Warriors needed him to. I'm wondering if maybe that's just where Clay is at this point of his recovery, where he's just going to be a little more up and down, and that's just part of the process. I hope not. It'd be great if, you know, game six Clay, you see him throughout the series, but I, I don't know if it's realistic to expect that. So if you include the 16 playoff games that they've played so far with the, I think it's 32, but around 30 games that he played in the regular season did Clay. Like, it's kind of weird to think about, but he's almost rounding, or should be rounding into mid-season form. And this is where a lot of players at this point in the regular season begin to, if not hit their stride, you figure out what kind of player they're going to be for that year. There's enough games that you can see, all right, he's either this consistent shooter or he's getting his jump shot back. And so, you know, Clay's been consistently up and down. Like, that. that is... In each of the first three series now, he's had you know probably two good shooting games per per series, and one of them happened to be in Game Five. the The thing that I am most impressed by and have been looking forward to was was Clay going to be Clay Thompson in those positions where they needed him to? Because that was always the thing about Clay is whether he was shooting up or down in the past, he was he was dependable. Like you could depend on him in a big moment in a big game because he is the most 
even-keel going guy, despite how kind of demonstrative he plays, how quickly he shoots. So I I look at Game 5 and say, yeah, I mean, you know, he struggled the first couple of games against the Mavericks, but he was Clay in Game 5, and that is who I expect him to be. And when you're playing with those expectations, sometimes it almost makes it more difficult when you're the guy that everyone looks to as and expects to be great in those situations. To me, Clay has affirmed in my mind that he is still Clay Thompson, especially shooting the basketball, because he's he's done it in the moments that he did previously. On the Xfinity Mobile Text Line, 888-957-9570, text of the day nominee here from David and San Leandro says those every other day games killed Clay. Final schedule should benefit him the most. I think that's a that's a great point. Somebody else asking from the 925, is the NBA going to get control of the benches? First, you had what happened in the Dallas Warrior games. Now I see that uh, the Miami Heat, a Miami Heat player actually hit uh, a member of the Celtics. I, I don't know all the details, but I know the Heat have been fined $25,000 for violating NBA rules regarding bench decorum. You got to sit down. Right? On multiple occasions, several players stood for an extended period in Miami's team bench area, stood away from the team bench, and were uh, encroaching upon or entering the playing court during live action in the Heat's win over the Celtics. This should be easy to fix. I think the NBA did a pretty good job with Dallas. They shut that down, but... um, well, who, who's going to be the, the Theo Pinson of the NBA Finals? <laughs> who, who's going to be the guy on the bench rocking the white, jumping up and down, saying, pass me the ball? That was so dumb. If you're going to do that and then Steph throws you the ball, just sit down. Don't actually pop your sweater and show everybody, hey, yeah, yeah, you threw that to me. <laughs> I got you because the league had to do something about that. I mean, if I guess that's that's the only way you can get in the game. Um, you know, you got you got to find a way to insert yourself. You got to have an impact if you can't do it on the floor. Maybe it's off of it. I I, I respect the hustle to an extent, but I well, well, you really respect hoping. the hustle. Uh, well, he's again, Whitey. You know, as I'll, I'll speak as someone who rode the pine quite a bit in my young and not so st- sparkling athletic career. Did you play basketball? I played baseball, but okay. I was uh, I played left. The way bit. you talk, honestly, I thought, wow, he played basketball. The way you're uh, talking, I, I wish the, the five, I knew you played baseball. Yeah, five five foot as a freshman in high school kind of eliminated that pathway for me. But I ro- I played left bench for a lot of my time in, in my baseball career, high school and college. And he played college baseball, so he's being a little overly <laughs> humble here. I had a good, I had a good senior season. I managed to trick him. So, as someone who's on the bench, you're trying to figure out a way you can get in the other team's heads. If it's, yeah, but that's Harry high school stuff. Yeah, well. Heckling's one thing, okay. And I guess Theo Pinson's really good at that. Did you hear that? I mean, uh, the Utah Jazz were complaining about some of the things he said. Gobert, you know the NBA backboard in a game. Right? Are, you, are you trying to make me Team Pinson right now? No, I just this was funny. This was <laughs> funny. Maybe you heard this. Envision the NBA backboard. Bottom left corner, I think, there's, there's the logo. There's Jerry West. So in the first round, when Dallas was playing Utah, uh, Gobert took a hook shot that missed so badly. Pinson was going, Rudy, hey, you just hit Jerry West. <laughs> in the corner of the backboard. What did he ever do to you? How could you hit Jerry West? So I thought that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, Rudy maybe, didn't like it. Maybe I am Team Pinson. I'm liking this guy more and more all the time. Yeah, just uh, you could say what you want to say, but sit down and don't crowd the floor. Make sure you're giving players room to land.
Yeah, that that that's the main thing. It's <laughs> it's as long as you don't have a foot basically on the court. Yeah. Then I, I, and I'm okay Cuban with what was you're right doing. in there with the uh, with with the Dallas players. Yeah, it was uh, what are they called Benchgate. You know, he's he was it's an extra. Team's so anno- I'm so glad they're out. They're so annoying. Five hundred dollars per forced turnover from the bench or whatever yeah. they're whatever he's giving them. Yeah, yeah. But looking ahead to Clay, you know, Clay defensively had a few moments. He had a few moments that are forgettable against Dallas, but he had a few moments. If they play Boston. Again, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. No disrespect. Um, but if they play Boston, who's Clay going to guard? He's going to have to guard Jalen Brown, right? Because you figure if I got Wiggins on Tatum and then I got my bigs on their bigs, if it's Horford and Williams, then you know I'm going Looney, Draymond. And then I probably got to put Steph on Marcus Smart. I think I'm going to have to have Clay on Jalen Brown. I think That's you're gonna right. going to be a challenge. I think you're right. And we talked about how – I mean, well, you didn't have Dallas as high as I did, but the Warriors were a bad matchup for them. I think the Warriors can absolutely beat Boston, even if Boston's at full strength. But the Celtics are are kind of a bad matchup for the Warriors because of how well they defend at all five positions. And they have a lot of interchangeable pieces. I think Peyton Pritchard is like the only guy that I look at and say he's not a potentially locked down defender. You mentioned Grant Williams, and he's very versatile. He can actually, when they go small, he can actually play center. Yeah, and that's that's a guy who you know if they do go small, you know Looney is gonna tr- gonna need to be effective on the boards. If the Warriors against, play him, I know, I the, know. If they play him, well, Looney's gonna have to be effective no matter what. If they're playing Miami, he'll you know it's gonna be the combination of Bam Adebayo and PJ Tucker in the front court. Also, a, a, like Boston to me isn't as physical of a team as Miami, but they do pose problems because of how long they are. Like Steve Steve Kerr made a point, uh, I think it was last week when he said that Andrew Wiggins was the key to all of this because of how much wing effectiveness they lost. When KD left, they lost Iguodala. They lost their, their two best wings on the outside. And you need, in order to win a championship, I believe, in the NBA, you have to have quality wings, 3 and D guys that you can get the ball to that you can trust. And Wiggins has evolved into that. Boston has a lot of those guys. Tatum is a two-way player. Brown is a two-way player. Williams is a two-way player. I don't know if Derek White is, but he plays defense. Marcus Smart is a two-way player. Like, they offer a lot of things that the Mavericks just simply didn't have. Like, you want three and D guys. The Mavericks just had three guys. Like, they they, they, they don't play defense. So, to me, Clay is the guy you put on Jalen Brown. But... I mean, you're going to have to throw different looks. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they showed the zone a lot against Boston, with especially how much the Celtics fall in love with the three and how cold yeah, they can I'm go with through you. stretches. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of zone in the finals. I thought it was really interesting, and I don't think it was talked about enough. I didn't hear anybody talking about it other than me and J.D. The Warriors actually uh, were trapping out of their zone against Dallas at times. They were blitzing on top, and they were trapping out of their zone, which is you don't see that a lot in the NBA, and it was very effective. So anyway – also, I'm with you. I think we will see that, especially at times, let's be honest, when Poole's on the floor because you're you know, trying to hide him a little bit on defense. Yeah. But if it works, it works. And again, Boston, they shoot a lot of threes, and they don't make them at a particularly high clip. Like They have good three-point shooters, but they're not you know, snipers from by any means. And they can really run hot and cold, to my eye, on that. Yeah, they... The, the one reason why I think they're, they're more dangerous than Miami is they, they can beat you in different ways. Like, they could win a game in which they scored 90 points. If Miami 
only scores 90, I don't I don't think they could win a game like that. And if it, or or they they can't outscore you. Like Boston can beat you up and down. So, I mean, I, I think they're a better matchup. I would expect. Gosh, why please like just Boston figure out a way to get this done today because if not, everyone's going to walk in on Monday and it's going to be all right. Well, the Warriors should expect to win the finals. They need to win the finals and I think it's just going to be a more competitive series. Like I enjoy quality basketball, whether my team wins or loses, I want to see a good game. And that's what we haven't really had in these playoffs. We haven't had good games, not a lot, so many blowouts. And so I think Boston and golden state offers the best way to finish a postseason that's been marred by a lot of 30 point games, Boston three point shooting. And this is just regular season. And I know things are a little different in the postseason, but three point shooting the Celtics, Three-pointers, they were eighth in the league. Attempts, they were ninth. Three-point percentage, 14th. Yeah, so that's, you know, middle of the pack. Which, by the way, a team shooting 36% as a team from the three-point line, and that's middle of the pack. I mean, that just tells you how much better teams are at shooting threes than they used to be, right? That's yeah. that's for, as a team, 36%, eh, 14th in the league. Well, the Warriors in the Dallas series were, you know, 40-ish percent, so... You know, at the very least, they, for a team that kind of under the radar didn't shoot it that well from three, everyone is talking about how, you know, Stephen Curry had his worst season from three-point range in a while. Clay was up and down. Uh, I think Poole only shot like 34%. Andrew Wiggins might have honestly been their most consistent three-point shooter all year, despite not having a huge volume. Um, Steph had a really good uh, series from the three-point line. Oh no, he was yeah. he, he was fantastic in the Western Conference Finals. He was he was dominant from three, and he looked like the old Steph. But they are they are finding their shot, and for a team as we all know, the Warriors can go hot and cold with the best of them. It was it was positive to see them at least find their jumper, um, especially with just like how easy they got to the rack against Dallas. Like they had everything clicking for both in and out. Mm-hmm. 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line. Who would you rather play in the finals and why? Who do you want the Warriors to play in the finals and why? Also, what are you thinking about all this, this Warrior return to the finals, if you're Kevin Durant? That's next. Evan Giddings, Whitey Gleason, 95.7, the game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hope you're having a great Sunday. Holiday weekend, right, Evan? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, the start of summer and all that. Memorial Day weekend, I think. Isn't the Indy 500 today? Well, I saw something going on in Monaco. I know there was a Formula One race this morning. I can't say I'm too tapped in in uh, the automobile athletic industry. But. Huh. That's Evan Giddings. I'm Whitey Gleason with you here on 95.7 The Game. And we're just uh, anxiously awaiting the outcome of tonight's Game 7 so we can see who the Warriors are going to play uh, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line. Evan, what's your best guess here? We're just guessing. What do you think Kevin Durant's thinking on this whole thing right now with the Warriors back in the NBA Finals without him? So, uh, nice uptick. I think that <laughs> what Kevin Durant would say publicly, whether it be on Twitter or in an interview, is, I don't really care, man. It doesn't matter to me. Happiness is fleeting. I'm I'm even keel. I'm on my, I'm on my own zen. I'm this, that, and the other. But there's no way that he can look at the camera with a straight face and say that with truth because like you got to be feeling some type of way. Now, I don't know if it's because I don't think he's mad about leaving, but the, like there's some part of Kevin Durant that feels a little left out because I think he's smart enough to know how people will look back at him if the Warriors win this title. Whether it's true, whether it's fair, whether it's valid, that is simply going to be, that's that's what's going to happen. People are going to look at KD and say, the Warriors didn't need you if Golden State wins a championship this year. And he's aware of that. I don't know if he cares about it, but it has crossed his mind more than once this week, and I'm sure it will completely, all of next week and into the end of the finals, KD is feeling, I think he's got to be feeling a little bit mm, left out. Really? I'm, I'm not so sure. Of course, we probably will never know. I'll tell you why I'm not sure, though, uh, in just a moment. First, 888-957-9570. Joe in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. Joe, rumor has it you're eating blueberry pancakes. Can you confirm that? Yes, TJ's with some blueberries in them. Delicious. And I'm just easing into the day here. Joe, I got a question for you. I'm sorry. I know you have I know you have a, a point to make and we'll we'll let you make it, but I gotta yeah. ask you this question because pregame uh before the Warriors finished off the Mavericks, Stan Van Gundy said on TNT that he puts jelly on his pancakes, and I think the great Ernie Johnson said I do that too. What do you make of that notion, Joe? Well, if you look at Van Gundy, yes, you can see he probably does put <laughs> wow. jelly on his pancakes. Wow. So I can either confirm nor deny, but it seems reasonable that he's telling the truth. Okay. Fat, fat All right. So, jelly. 
So here, here, here's how I know any all I've all scenarios uh, figured out the way that the quote unquote media is going to handle this. If the let's just say the Warriors beat the the Heat, uh, they're going in the championship. They're going to say, well, you know, they eased, they lucked out, they didn't play, you know, they you know they didn't play the best teams. Those te- you know, doubt, they didn't play Phoenix. Blah 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 blah. If they lose. If they lose to the uh, Celtics, they're going to say, see, you couldn't do it without KD. You know, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. But if even if they – I guarantee you, if they beat the Celtics, the guys the, – the LeBron fanboys like Nick Wright and those are – they're not going to credit the Warriors. They're going to immediately turn around and say, this is how good uh, LeBron is. Because this team <laughs> beat the Celtics team – and LeBron beat this team. So mm. no matter what, the Warriors can't win. They will only lose to the haters because there's a whole generation of people who've been brought up who are LeBron fanboys, and nothing can uh, please those guys. So even if they, you know, Durant is going to say, you know, you couldn't do it without me, or it's going to be LeBron was better because this is what they did, you know, to you know this is what he did to the Warriors. So. I don't care. <laughs> the Warriors are going to win, and I'm going to enjoy my blueberry pancakes right now with real maple syrup. It's the only way to do it. I was raised on Mrs. Butterworth, and it was disgusting. So uh, get your thoughts on that, guys. Have a good day. Thank, thank you, Joe. First things first, Evan, I, I wasn't asking Joe whether he thought uh, Stan Mangani actually put jelly on his pancakes. I was just wondering what he thought of that in general as a concept. What do you make of it? I'm more of a peanut butter and bananas on top of of, of pancakes, and it, you know if I can melt the peanut butter, it'll be. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm in heaven. And Gundy lighting. also said he puts peanut butter on French toast. I am with SVG no! there. I gotta tell you, and what? me and him, I would like to think do not look alike. So Joe's argument about him using jelly that being yeah. the reason, I don't. That I, was a cheap shot. Yeah. 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 But okay. I, I, so I think that for the, we, we got off the pancake talk here. I, I'm, I'm more of a waffles guy. Absolutely. I wouldn't work with you if you weren't a waffles over pancake. Guy. I'm glad we have that in common. Yeah. I can't say the same for a lot of people at the station. I know. But Boston, I, I, I don't know if people will strip the Warriors down. Like, like to me, that's why Boston is, is the team you want. Because if you look back on this run, Dissimilar to the previous titles, I don't think there's anything you can critique about what the Warriors have been through, both as an organization and then individually in these playoffs, to get to the mountaintop. There, there's there's asterisks for every single championship. You can make an excuse of what would have happened here, what would have happened there, but the Warriors have had kind of a you know a unique recent history. There's a lot that's gone on that has led to this point. But if they were to come back from all of that, from being out from two years, 15 wins two seasons ago, as Draymond has continued to harp on, to get to this point and win the championship and beat, in my opinion, the best team in the Eastern Conference, maybe even before the playoffs started, there is nothing that you can refute. There wasn't, you know, like the Warriors weren't seen as the best team coming in. Everyone likes to throw around the John Hollinger prediction, the 39 wins at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it really surprised me. Like, people didn't think that the Warriors were going to be here. And to your point, Whitey, 
Not even the Warriors thought that they were going to be here. That's why they didn't go out and trade their their young core for a big-name superstar, because they weren't sure if this group could still get it done, and they wanted to make sure even that they Draymond were Draymond said, the I, I can't tell you, I thought we were going to be in the finals, yeah. Exactly. So if they do get it, this would be the crowning achievement of the big three of the front office and of this dynasty, like it would be the exclamation point to it all, and that I don't think can be taken away, even if you know Joe's talking about the national media trying to, to yeah skew them. Joe's right. There, there will be if it, if that's the way it unfolds. There will be some some naysayers. By the way, I was thinking of this coming in today. I, I I'm not a LeBron fan, but I miss him in the postseason. I realize I kind of I, I wish I, I don't wish the Lakers were still playing, obviously, but I have missed him. And I've missed rooting against him in the postseason. It doesn't really seem like the NBA playoffs without LeBron. Uh, I'm not a Laker fan. Don't misconstrue that. But it's just funny he mentioned LeBron, and I realized that today as I was driving in. I've kind of missed LeBron. And it's I think it's also last se- last postseason, the playoffs missed Stephen Curry. I yes. Mean, even if you look at the numbers, like the, the, yeah. the viewership across the playoffs was down compared to this year. And I think the Golden State Warriors, and specifically Stephen Curry as the the head of that team, were very much so missed last year after they got bounced from the play-in. What this championship would mean to the Warriors, to me, it takes us back to the Durant conversation. And you may be right. To me, my guess is Durant, you know, the, he, he doesn't regret that he didn't stay. If you have read Ethan Strauss's fine book, and I think he was just on this week with uh, – Ratto and uh, Damon and Ratto, pardon me. It's a great, the victory machine. Uh, if you read that book, it's hard to me to come away from that book without feeling like, oh yeah, he, he was gone. It wasn't Draymond yelling at him. He, he was going to leave. So I, I, I don't, I don't think Kevin Durant has any regrets about not staying here, but for the Warriors, if they win this year without Durant and they, by all accounts that, you know, especially Draymond, they, he really likes Durant. They're buddy, buddy. So they don't resent Durant. I think there was a lot of resentment about the way he handled that last year. But if the Warriors win this year, you know, speaking of the naysayers, so many of them said, yeah, they won one, then they lost, then they got Durant. So for them, after all these years with the core aging, if they are to win a championship without Durant, that would validate them as a core. It would validate the Warrior way of life. And, you know, I know Draymond, we were just talking about this. Draymond points out, we don't need validation. We've already done all this. But if they won this year, you could make the case it would be their most impressive championship. Some would say, now there's nothing like the first, but to do that without Durant after all these years, I think would uh, go a long ways towards cementing the warrior legacy. I'm totally with you. And I think we're on the same page that the warriors dynasty, you know, it, it is what it is. Like they won without Durant. They won with Durant. I think they, you can make the argument. They needed Durant to get those back-to-back championships. He's pretty good. As it turns out, history doesn't change. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there that if the Warriors lose to Miami or Boston, particularly Miami, but if they lose to Boston, they'll come and say, you guys needed Kevin Durant. Like, you needed him to get to where this dynasty is at this point. I don't think that's true. I don't think you think that's true. We're both you know, relatively even-keeled people. But a lot of fans will say that. If they win this year, it automatically silences those naysayers as we described them earlier. And that, to me, is important because if you're having the conversation of where do the Warriors fit, like, again, to me, they're, they're peak, their best, whether it be 16 or 17, like, they are one of the greatest individual cores and talents ever in basketball. But I think people tend to see them 
less as a as a collective, less as a big three than as okay. Steph is great, you know. Draymond's the unicorn. Clay is is kind of that piece where he's 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 fantastic. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, but we don't really know where he is slotted in NBA history. Is he is he seventy seventh? We don't know all time. But if they win it together, then the the narrative shifts from two separate kind of eras of the dynasty to wow, maybe like the big three was the glue the entire time. The fact that we talked about the Spurs earlier, the fact that they won their first one in what ninety nine. And then they won their last one in 2014. That to me, and they only won, I mean, only. There's five spread out through there. But the fact that you're able to win the one and then the other one, what, 15 years later, that speaks volumes of the the culture. So if the Warriors, it's similar. It's not obviously 15 years. But to win in 2015, and then if you are if you win now, um, you know, where Durant was here, then he was gone again, um, that, uh, that just uh, it, it validates the Warrior way. The way they've done everything on the text line here, 888-957-9570. I'd rather play Miami because Boston will play a quote-unquote defense that tries to take players out uh, from the 415. Hey, Whitey and Evan, Warriors definitely want to play the Miami Heat. We don't want to have to worry about Boston's Marcus Smart systematically jumping (laughs) on players' legs. Uh, And then from the uh, 415... I'm just shocked they were able to do all this without Ubre and Bazemore, LOL. <laughs> well, the 415's got jokes, but uh, the <laughs> the other 415 number, I I, I can't say that boss, uh, Marcus Smart is, is a systematic player when it comes to trying to you know, take guys out. I mean, well, so after he, he went into Steph, Steph got hurt, both Curry and Draymond came out after the game and said, Marcus Smart's not a dirty player. He was making a basketball play. It just so happened that he got wrapped up with Steph. I think that's like I don't look at him like a, a Dylan Brooks or a Matthew Delvadova. Like he's not in that category to me, nor should he be. You know what's a really dirty play to me in basketball? And it's not dirty in the sense that you can hurt someone, although I guess you could. But uh, you know, Luca did it to Wiggins, and it happens a lot where a, a, the offensive player will grab the defender's arm. You yeah, know, and and just hang on, and the guys get the call all the time. Luca does that. Luca did that the entire series. Yeah. There was one where I think Wiggins was he had both of his arms out trying to show the ref that hey, I'm I'm just using my chest yeah. to yeah. move with him, but Luca is locked into his arm and pulls him, and then flails back and gets the foul. No, yeah. I, you're you're right. That that that's more of a you know kind of a, a snake like play than I don't know you know inadvertently jumping into someone. I'm not a huge Marcus Smart fan. Uh, I I. Th- think it speaks volumes that in their you know their potential clincher and it's not his fault but he took I think more shots than anybody else on the team and it just speaks to the way their offense just was so dysfunctional in the half court I'm not a fan of his but I don't I, I that to me that was not a dirty play where Steph was injured no I mean, and it's if a warrior player did that I think we'd be going oh that's just hustle that's that's grit that's you gotta want the ball you gotta want those 50 50 balls and he doesn't have a history of that. I mean, I, I've liked Marcus Smart going all the way back to Oklahoma State. Like, he's always, to me, just been a kind of a winning player. He's volatile and he's emotional, yeah. but I don't think he's a cheap shot artist. No, and again, like, there's no example in the past of him doing something like that with seeming intention. So I, I think kind of similar to Draymond and stuff, like, you just give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Warriors... Uh, truth be told, I, I would bet money that for the most part, you know, it's possible they're split as a team for various reasons. I would bet money that the the consensus would be, oh, we would love to play the Miami Heat, but we'll see. I'm sure they would like to play yeah. the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and 
I think that's why Draymond did not pick them as the team that they would get to play if he had to make a you know a, a lot of people think pick. a lot of people that as you know Evan we talked about this earlier before the show started some people think oh Draymond knew what he was doing he was trying to make it more likely that the Warriors would play Miami by inciting Miami you know that is a Jedi mind trick that is a conspiracy theory <laughs> that will live until the end of time and I'm glad that we have people that are you know s- smarter than I to think of these theories because it did not Ryan our producers among them he's their he's their leader it, and they're 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 legion it didn't cross my mind that Draymond would try and use reverse psychology to you know, spur on the Miami Heat to beat down those Boston Celtics so we can play them in the finals. You know where he got that from? His teammate, Andre Iguodala. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, a lot of people believe in that, Evan. It sounds like you and I are uh, same church, same pew, as our good friend Loneal says. I just don't believe that was part of the calculation. Well, and again, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I I just didn't consider these things. My, I don't have right. the brain capacity of, yeah. of one Brian Iglesias to be able to, yeah. to think these things through. That's chess, and you and I are playing checkers. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chinese checkers, maybe. I don't know. We we, we just don't know what's going on in this game because yeah. apparently Draymond is. Yeah, is five I'm, I'm playing like shoots and ladders over here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Ed in San Francisco on ninety five seven. The game. Hello, Ed. What's up? Well, I wanted to give you some information on Boston, and I keep on hearing uh, information was kind of false about their. Uh, they had uh, an all-star team, basically. They've got eight guys uh, that were playing at the same time. They're now in the Hall of Fame. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I did. I said Bill Russell was the best player. Would you? Am I, am I wrong? About, I know Havlicek. Bill Russell said Havlicek's the best player he saw, but and, and they did win ten straight. Right? Yeah, Bill Russell well, was. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Bill Russell didn't score. I mean, he uh, you know every once in a while he'd start hitting shots and he'd go crazy. You think you think Curry celebrates? Russell went berserk when he started hitting shots, but uh, he was basically a great defensive player, great great setter of screens, and uh, USF baby. He was the captain. Huh? He went to USF. He was captain of the team. And McClyman's yeah. High School. Yeah. Right. 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 No, he was great, but the uh, the they, the Lakers were the first super team. They put Chamberlain together with Elgin Baylor and Jerry West, and they they met twice for the championship, and they split. And the, the year that uh, the year that the the uh, uh, <laughs> the Celtics won, uh, Baylor was injured in the day, year that uh, the Lakers won. Uh, Bill Russell was injured. And I think uh, you know there 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 are standards you have to go go for. I mean, it was nine and nine and eleven years. Thank you, Ed. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, the the Lakers never beat Bill Russell and the Celtics. So just just so we know, uh, let's go to Word in Oakland on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Word? Hey, what's up? Hey, how you um, doing? I'm just cracking up on the fans' reaction to 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 the whole Draymond guarantee or saying that Boston was going to move on. And, Somebody, everybody who says that if you need that as motivation as a Heat fan, then you're already lost. Well, the last two years, we have been talking about how Steph done the interview talking about, I hear everything, and, and I took that personal. And we've been saying all the last two years, that's right, everybody who doubted us, everybody said we couldn't get back. Well, the same thing could apply here. If we have needed all that motivation, then we've already lost. Like, let's not be hypocrites in this. Everybody finds their own motivation their own way. We know Clay's been motivated by being called the 76th, the 77th best player. 
We can't now say, oh, well, if you need that to motivate you, then you're not a good player in the first place. So we got to stop being hypocrites about this. And about KD coming, the Warriors didn't need KD. What they needed was a shot creator, a dude who didn't have to run off screens or was just a pull-up shooter. They needed somebody to get their own shot. They happened to get the best in the business at it at that time. This year, if Wiggins wasn't playing the game he's playing right now, you'd be in the same position needing a shot creator. you got Wiggins. He's not the best at it, but he's good enough at it to make you guys super dominant at what you do. So it's not that KD, like, you didn't have to have him. It's not like you did, you know, you couldn't have won without him, but you wouldn't have won without that shot creator, without that bucket getter. And for to a way lesser degree, that's what Wiggins is. Well, final question. How come Steph Curry fans get to just be called Steph Curry fans? But anybody who likes LeBron is a fanboy, a fan, a LeBron sexual. Like, how come everybody just can't be a fan of somebody without it being, you know, an insult? Gotcha. Thank you, Word. Uh, Some thought-provoking comments. First of all, I'm glad you you mentioned, you know, uh, kind of a double standard here on Draymond and what he said. I, I I agree with you on that. I, I think, as I said earlier, in a perfect world, Draymond didn't go there. You know, now that he said what he said, I do think the Heat, they're making too much of it. We'll see. But you're right. I mean, in a perfect world, you can imagine Steve Curry would never say this publicly, but you think he's happy that Draymond said that? It's like, come on, Draymond. There's just no reason to go there. Does it matter? Maybe not. But there's just no reason to have said it. I do also remember Shaquille O'Neal kind of pressing him for he an did we probably have interview. that audio he did he said come on how long we've we been boys now i'm sure yeah. draymond would have said it regardless because he, he kind of broke it down more so on his podcast later but you know for for the sake of the moment like if you know if i'm saying hey, hey whitey 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 who will win tonight and you're like well i could see it both ways you know i don't really want this that and the other and no, no no whitey wait whitey tell I me i don't really have tell a strong me. opinion either way <laughs> you're a, no you're not a man of nuance whitey tell me what what do you really feel uh huh. Yeah, I think that's that has to play into it a little bit as well. Because I mean, Steph Steph was right there on the podium with him, and he didn't give his prediction, so to speak. I think Draymond was just talking as a member of the new media. Right, but he has other obligations that should be um, the priority, right? That is true. But as someone who also works, or I, I believe he's you know still employed by by Turner Sports. Yes, he may feel that in that position, if if someone you know if he's on a TV show, he's a part of it. Uh, <laughs> also, side note: Draymond Green might be the first player ever during a finals game to do the halftime show and then come back and play the second <laughs> half on uh, if, if if that's a possibility. But you know, like he probably feels pressured to give kind of a, a professional you know opinion. Um, he's obviously great friends with Chuck, Kenny, EJ, and Shaq. And so when they're having fun with him, he's going to do the same thing. And I think he was real and he was honest about how he felt, but he also understands the show. Like he can't just kind of shy away from that. And then afterwards he goes on and has a little more time, a more drawn out process with the podcast to be able to actually break down how he feels. From the 240, man, Whitey's missing LaFlop. Wow. I now know where your allegiance really lies. You miss LaFlop? I just feel like the playoffs aren't what they've been in the past without LeBron. I'm I I'm thrilled that the Lakers collapsed this year because you could see that coming. But LeBron, I'm gonna miss LeBron. I don't know that I've ever rooted for him. Uh ever. Um I, I understand, you know, he was really nice to Jason Dumas. I don't know if you've heard that story. Jason loves LeBron, and when you hear the story why, it's like, oh my goodness, that's so nice. Um, but I've never rooted for him. But when he's done playing, I'm going to miss him because, I mean, there's never been anyone quite like him. No, there hasn't. You, you, I think you have to root 
for greatness. And and to to Ward's point about kind of the double standard between Steph and LeBron's fans, I don't. And maybe it's just because we live in the Bay Area. I I kind of do think that's how fans in other cities look at Steph and Curry, and particularly if you live in L.A. or if you're a Lakers fan, like you kind of hate Steph with the same vitriol as the way that we as Warriors mm-hmm. fans dislike LeBron. Both sides don't really have a great argument because I think large in part both seem to be pretty genuine and good human beings and amazing basketball players, all-time talents, obviously. But I, I think that they like Steph does catch those those strays the way that they call him LaFlop and they say Steph doesn't have an MVP in the finals and he's you know he's just a you know a kid out there running around like people take cheap <laughs> shots at Steph all the time in the same way they do with LeBron I don't know if that's necessarily different coming up next why a dub seat final would send a great message to the rest of the league Evan Giddings Whitey Gleason on 95.7 the game okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.